Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. So, Rolling Stone came back to us about a cover, and I think it's worth pursuing. Rolling Stone? Are they a little irrelevant? It's a cover. It's a heritage brand. I think it's fail-safe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it might be kind of past its prime. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody cares about Rolling Stone. Um, well, I know a few writers over there that I think would handle whatever we want to do with them in a really careful way, which I think is important at this point. Rolling Stone has six million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Half of them probably bots. Well, I don't know about that. And Jocelyn has 78 million followers. <laughs> I am aware of her follower count. All real. Yeah. I'd assume. Mm-hmm. So she does a photo shoot. She tags them. They get her followers. More money for Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Nothing for Jocelyn. There's a lot for Jocelyn. Not on Rolling Stone. God, poor old Rolling Stone. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, The Idol. Uh, there are new episodes of uh, that every Monday on Sky Atlantic. James Dempsey is here uh, once again. Afternoon, James. Good afternoon. Uh, so obviously this is about some sort of well, I was going to say fledgling pop star, but like 78 million followers on Instagram would indicate already there. Yeah, no, yeah, no, she's already in in the show universe, which does, I think, belong in the uh, wider Euphoria universe, because one of okay. the stars of Euphoria has a very, very brief cameo at some point. Um, she's an established uh, pop star already. And uh, in this world, Britney Spears also exists because they keep making references to Britney as well, right? So um, Lily Rose Depp, daughter of Vanessa Paradis and Johnny Depp, uh, is Jocelyn, who is a Britney-like figure, right? This, um, you know, once in a generational pop star who comes along as a teen and by the time she's in her early 20s um, things have gone a little bit south shall we say right mm. and where we find her at the beginning in the first episode which was last week um, she was dealing with uh, a photo shoot and the aftermath of cancelling a tour due to a health, a mental health crisis that was um, brought about because of the death of her mother and in addition to uh, all of the people surrounding her, so we heard Dan Levy there. Like, there's so many, um, <laughs> there's so many people on her team that I just actually don't know what any of them do. Yes, right? okay, yeah. Like, I think he's PR, but he could also just be manager, co-manager, agent. I don't know. Right. Mm. But anyway, um, uh, it, you know, right at the beginning, anyway, we see her. She's. Uh, it, it's actually it's remarkably like. The, the Billy Piper show I Hate Susie right? Okay. It, it opens with a journalist arriving from Vanity Fair to interview Jocelyn just as you know her nudes are being leaked on the internet right okay. which if anyone has seen I Hate Susie that's what the first episode is yeah. about and it is a masterclass intention and this um, is different right like in fact how she reacts to it is completely different they're trying to hide it from her so the first half uh, first half of the first episode I found really solid, right? Like, there's a bit of mystery around the show because it's from, uh, you know, it's from Sam Levinson who made Euphoria, his big, big hit. Mm. He also made, you know, Malcolm and Marie, that film on Netflix with Zendaya that nobody watched. And, you know, he's got a kind of a unusual track record uh, particularly with regard to the sets that he runs because, I mean, a, a number of Euphoria people have left the show on bad terms yeah. and a, very, a, a lot of negative press came out about the set of this show even before it aired about things just being a bit uh, unpleasant okay. to work with. So this is kind of like, a uh, you know, a, a big thing for him as in, is he a flash in the pan with Euphoria or does he have, you know, what it takes to be the next Shonda Rhimes. Yes. (laughs) But but basically, um, the more intriguing part of it is it's co-created by 
Abel Tesfaye, who is better known to many people as The Weeknd, the Canadian uh, musician. And he co-created it and co-stars in it. So we have Lily Rose Depp, uh, uh, you know, as one half of the show being oh, Jocelyn. Right. And then we have her, you know, and she's the idol, right? She's like this, you know, teen idol. But then she meets this mysterious... Um, let's say sex fiend at a, yeah. at a nightclub and falls for him big time and welcomes her into her inner circle because she's you know a damaged person and he is providing some sort of solace to her so the show is split kind of in two halves for me right all of the bits about Jocelyn the pop star and in the business to, you know like uh, in, in the first episode it's about a photo shoot in the second episode it's about filming a music video they're all really good and yeah. really enjoyable they're funny. They have uh, pathos. Uh, Lily Rose Depp, who I'm not that familiar with. I mean, she has acted in a few things before, but this is her breakout role. Uh, she's breaking out, right? She is doing something really, really excellent in the second episode, particularly, which I watched this morning. When she's doing that music video, you can feel the pain and see it on her. You know, she she's doing a good job. I mean, her parents are professionals as well, so she got it from somewhere. Mm. But... um. Then it goes into these weird psychosexual S&M weird bits, right? And like, okay, maybe watching them at nine o'clock on a Monday morning is not what Isn't it's, the best thing. But this is all thing. with the weekend. Is yes. it kind of a cult thing going yes, on here? Yes, right. So that's yeah. the other half of the idol. Like, so she's falling under his spell and I, like, I feel like there's some kind of weird Sharon Tate thing coming down the pipeline or something. Like, it's all very, very creepy, weird but then intensely hypersexualized, right? And, you know, uh, Sam Levinson has been accused of, you know, euphoria being completely and utterly outlandish. And it is. I mean, it is like a pumped up drug fueled soap opera for teens. But that's yeah. not what teenagers are really like, I think. Uh, and this, oh, well, I don't know if this is what pop stars are really like. But like, uh, to be honest with you, you're kind of watching it going now. Do I need to see this five minute long scene involving knives and masks and all kinds of weird stuff? Yeah, look, if that's what you're into, go for it. But but um, it just feels like it is trying to be, it's trying to be provocative, right? Like it's showing its workings, right? And like, I'm not, like, I'm not getting it, right? Like it's, it's, yes, uh, it, yeah. it, it's being tantalizingly shocking just for the sake of it. And that doesn't work for me, right? Mm. Because I wanted, I want the show as a package to be entertaining. And instead these these kind of bad scenes with The weekend, who's like, you know, so his acting has been absolutely, um, you know, destroyed, smashed in, in all criticism. It's actually fine. Like he's, he's not. Is this a, Mr. Weekend's first acting part or is he? He was in, in he was in Uncut Gems, I think in a, a, a very, very small role, the okay. Adam Sandler movie. But as far as I'm aware, this is his first, his first breakout role right. and uh, certainly I think his first you know created TV show uh, he made it as well um, with another guy who's and originally the plan for the show was, was that it was going to be about an actress who had uh, you know com- who was trying to break out of a like a kind of a Harvey Weinstein type producer and mm. The weekend instead came in and pushed it towards it being you know about this young pop star and then reports came out saying that there were huge reshoots this has been a very expensive show for HBO to produce because there's been huge reshoots changing a lot of the story uh, with reports saying that the weekend well Abel Tesfaye I should say were saying that um, you know it was pushing it towards towards a f- or too much towards a feminist stance but those reports have been denied as well all in it's just a bit messy as a show the mm. thing about Euphoria and particularly Euphoria season one is it arrives in this incredible package and if you haven't seen it like it is well well worth seeking out but 
each episode has this incredible energy and cinematography and music and style and how it moves. And this has wealth dripping all over it, right? It looks absolutely gorgeous. The cast is incredible. I mean, in addition to, you know, the previously mentioned people, you've Hank Azaria, Dan Levy, Harry Neff, uh, Rachel Sennett, Jane Adams. People, you may not immediately not recognise their names, but you would certainly know their faces. Yeah. And they all deliver their dialogue perfectly and they get the laughs where they're where they are there to be gotten and then they're off screen and <laughs> there's like you know a lot of panky <laughs> panky let's say but it's, it's, it sounds like it's if you set it up deliberately to be shocking that's the last thing you'll be you know? yeah exactly yes right it's like trying to it's like trying to be viral you yeah, know right yeah. like it's like if you were trying desperately to be this incredibly sexy provocative show we we can see that and yeah. it doesn't quite work because you know it's all a bit false and overdone it's just overdone now there are four episodes to go in this I completely um, I'm willing to eat crow later on and say I got it wrong if I sure. got it wrong and I, I, I my thoughts on it are 50-50 I'm very much on the fence all of the bits kind of the first half hour of the first two episodes I have loved and the second half hour the second half hour of loving not so much yeah <laughs> and so and so just to be clear like uh, um, this guy Tedros is is it a cult he's head of or is just her he uh, uh, Jocelyn he's affecting this influence so of? when we see him in the first episode he's running this shady nightclub where she runs to escape after the photos leak and he's just kind of this mercurial figure who we don't quite know who he is right but by the time we meet him in the second episode uh, certainly we are getting a sense that he is able to influence people in some other way and appears to have you know a, a, a mass a group you know, a, a group of acolytes following his every instruction yeah you see, if naked photographs were were uh, published of me online, that I wouldn't run to a nightclub uh, uh, to hide from that. I, that that that's an odd first reaction for anyone to have. <laughs> uh, I, I would have thought. Uh, right, uh, our next show is uh, the Crowded Room. New episodes every Friday on Apple TV Plus. Here's a clip. Danny, how are they treating you? It's like everybody else, I guess. Well, I'm just here to talk. About what happened with Ariana? I know. Do you know where she is, Danny? No. Like I told the police, I haven't seen her since what happened on the street. Well, the police can't find her either. What happened to Yitzhak, your landlord? I don't know. Well, if you can't tell me where they are now, can you tell me how you ended up living with them in that house? It was a rooming house. I was rooming there. Danny, I'm trying to help you. Okay. When did you first meet them, Ariana and Yitzhak? Junior year, high school. Could you be as precise as possible? 1977, spring, sun was shining. I wasn't a very popular kid at school. Turns out Sad and Moody didn't do me any favors at home either. Right, there you go. That's uh, the crowded room. Uh, and uh, that was Tom Holland, uh, I assume, there, who... Uh, uh, we were talking about this on Friday. He's taken a year off because yes. he's exhausted from doing this stuff. Uh, particularly from this show, he said as well. Yeah. Right? So um, he found the he found the production of this show, in which he was also a producer, very, very, very grueling. The acting is grueling, and I guess um, you know, for him, this is pushing him in a different dramatic direction. And I don't mean to come down on his role as Spider Man. He's an excellent Spider Man and really, really charming and funny. And when he needs to do the dramatic chops in those movies, he absolutely does. But this is pushing him a little bit further. 
it's just unfortunately a bit of a long-winded show, right? So he plays a guy named Danny Sullivan. It's set in 70s New York town slash city. It's a bit unclear. A lot of this is very unclear. Right, okay. And uh, he basically is uh, in an unhappy home. His mother is played by Emmy Emmy Rossum, who is only nine years older than him in real life hmm. and uh, who is best known for her work probably in Shameless and, and a few other things as a kind of child star and uh, who I presume is going to have more to do later on because in the first three episodes that have aired she has not done an awful lot but anyway uh, he escapes that home where things are going very bad and he happens upon a, a guest house that he moves into where he then befriends Ariana and Yitzhak and then the very first scene of the show involves him and his friend Ariana, played by Sasha Lane, who people would know from Conversations with Friends last year, uh, going through this very tense moment, walking around New York City in Rockefeller Square and eventually attempting to shoot someone before Ariana goes running off and he gets arrested by police. And we heard him being interviewed there by Amanda Seyfried, who is... Also in a fairly thankless role, whose job is just to ask a, a few questions and get him to tell his sob story. And the, when you're watching the opening credits of this, it's this beautiful, like, hand-painted or probably whatever. Anyway, a beautifully uh, stylized opening credit sequence. And up comes this line, you know, uh, based on The Minds of Billy Madigan by Daniel Keyes. So, of course, in my in my Googling, I did a quick cursory Google of that. And uh, I'll say no more because... If you Google it, you'll find out who uh, you, that is a non-fiction novel, right? And it is about a real life person named Billy Madigan, about whom there's a four part Netflix documentary as well, which ah, people right. may have seen, I guess, in a true crime bent. And I won't say any more about it because I think that will give away the secret. But, the, but that's ultimately the huge problem of this show. There's just this open secret the whole time, which if you see the trailer, I think you have a sense of what's going on. If you sort of take a second glance at the title, The Crowded Room, you might have a sense of what's going on. If you do a cursory Google of Billy Madigan, it'll be confirmed what's going on. And, <laughs> oh, and God. Yet, three episodes of 10 in, they haven't dropped that yet. right? Yeah. So I know what's going I know what this big reveal is going to be. And instead, we've had this very sort of tiresome circuitous going round in pointless circles running around New York in the 70s feeling a bit glum and sorry for himself with some shaggy hair and bad clothes and and it's just been a bit tiresome right so and, and I feel ultimately this is a huge problem with Apple TV in general right I have started so many of their shows for this slot and never ever return to them because yeah. they spend a lot of money on getting a really good cast involved I mean this is also made by Akiva Goldsmith uh, or Goldsman sorry who <laughs> who won an Oscar for writing a, a, you know a, a Beautiful Mind the Russell Crowe um, the Russell Crowe uh, movie about his imaginary friend so there's a lot going on in, in, this, yeah. in that guy's creative output and basically um, three episodes in I, I just it hasn't hooked me in any kind of way right oh. and, and that is as a you know a huge problem with Apple TV they they do have all this money they do have all this power it's like uh, high, I can't even remember what that one with Patricia Arquette I did the other day you know a couple of weeks oh, ago oh yeah High Desert High Desert yeah. yeah didn't return to that either because yeah. they're just not hooking me and the yeah. problem is yeah. in, a, in an era of streaming content when there is no end to streaming content even during the summer which can be a fairly fallow period for new content to come out uh, it's just not it's just not working for me yeah yeah, that's a uh, uh, that's a shit. Like it's it's almost like they can 
do a good first episode or an okay first episode, but then just, just fizzles the out. fire in the belly yeah. isn't there. That's such a shame. Right, our third one, our third show today is Deadlock at spell L O C H. New episodes every Friday on Amazon Prime Video. Here's a clip. Um, the station got a call at 5.35am saying that a body had been found on the beach by cousins Tammy Hampson and Miranda Hoskins, both 17 and students at Deadlock High. They're just sitting over there, dolls. Yeah, I know who they are, Sven. Thank yeah. you. Hi, miss. How's your new rescue dog? Uh, she's settling in. Have you two been drinking? Nah, Miranda's got Since gastro yells, I'm smashed. <sighs> Any sign of his personal effects, his clothes, phone... No, ma'am. Um, I did spot several nangs in the bushes, dolls. Yes, I think those nangs are pre-existing, Sven. Do you think he's been murdered? I'll get on to forensics. Um, I think they're actually already on their way, ma'am. They're what? Sorry, ma'am. It's just that I couldn't call you because I'm scared of cats. And I think that the deadlock police got in trouble last time they moved a dead body, like a few years ago. Full disclosure, Dulcie. I don't know what I'm doing. Also, I'm supposed to do a wedding dress fitting later today. I'll move it. <laughs> Tammy, delete that photo or I will throw your phone into the sea. Right, that's uh, a deadlock, uh, obviously set in the Antipodes someplace. <laughs> yeah, in, in Tasmania in particular. Yeah. Um, so this comes from Kate McCartney and Kate McLennan, who uh, are two Australian creators who made a show called The Catering Show. And mm-hmm. they uh, have produced this for Amazon. And it is, it's a murder mystery, right? So actually it opens <laughs> with this really, really funny scene of the two uh, teenagers drunkenly happening upon this dead body on the beach and then accidentally setting it on fire. <laughs> and it's, okay. a, it's a completely and utterly irreverent look at something like, you know, I don't know, Midsummer Murders or something, right? It's not yeah. a case of the week. It is an ongoing case. But who we heard there uh, holding it all together is Kate Box as Dulcie Collins, who's a sergeant who has relocated from Sydney. Obviously, something has gone wrong in her past and she's living in this uh, small town deadlock in Tasmania where suddenly a very large number of people keep getting murdered. And in order... She's sort of the the the... I can't remember what her rank is, but she's running the local police station, uh, sergeant maybe. And um, a detective is then flown in from Darwin, uh, Detective Eddie Redcliffe, who is played by Madeline Sammy. And Madeline Sammy is the biggest person from New Zealand you've never heard of, right? So <laughs> she um, she was in a, a, a huge movie a few years ago called The Breaker Upperers, which is a very successful <laughs> uh, Kiwi comedy. But she also hosted the Kiwi version of The Bake Off. She was on the Kiwi version of um, Taskmaster. She has been, like, she's really, really famous if mm. you're from New Zealand. And she is this fish out of water, you know, complete opposite to the straight laced Dulcie. She's like a wild, you know, wild figure. And it's all about them butting heads. And I have been really enjoying it, right? It is crass and uh, obscene in the way that Australians <laughs> tend to be yeah, in their language, yeah. certainly. And the mystery is kind of very satisfyingly being doled out with, you know, red herrings here and there. Uh, there are four episodes out. I think there are eight to come in total. So, um, Honestly, if you're looking for just a completely different, you know, irreverent murder mystery, it's a perfect little thing. That's not bad. That's okay. That's good. It's good to end uh, on a positive note. Can you get Peacock TV available in Ireland? Peacock is available through um, Sky. Right. right, so it's okay. on, it's or on, and now TV as well. So yeah. it is available through them. But I will say, not everything that gets released on Peacock over there gets released on Peacock over, over here. here. Yeah, because John and Galway says he recently started watching based on a true story. 
and he highly recommends it now. But I, I just Googled that. That's that seems the Kaylee, on... Kaylee Cuoco. And that's right. Yeah. That yeah. guy from the Mindy Project, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I don't know if it's out here yet. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like with uh, Poker Face. I was waiting six months for that to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe John's just returned from his holidays in the US. That Perhaps. must be the only explanation. <laughs> Those three shows today, the Idol new episodes every Monday on Sky Atlantic. Also, the Crowded Room new episodes every Friday on Apple TV Plus and Deadlock new episodes every Friday on Apple Amazon Prime Video. James Dempsey, thanks a million. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.